Welcome to the Saturday edition of the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. We just wrapped up New Year's Day slate of games. We had a four-game slate on New Year's Day. We have four games here coming up on Saturday, January 2nd as well. But uh, first, got to go back. Let's run it back a little bit. Let's talk about uh, you know, the college football playoff here, what we just saw happen. Basically, we had Alabama, Notre Dame, of course. Uh, not too many surprises. The game did play under 65 and a half points. Uh, we did see Notre Dame actually get that backdoor cover. Uh, kind of like how we expected it was potentially going to happen if Notre Dame actually ended up covering. Uh, Alabama basically led throughout. It was definitely the Devonta Smith show. Seven receptions, 130 yards, and three touchdowns. Uh, he looked, you know, like a Heisman Trophy candidate, basically, uh, and the runaway favorite at this point in time. So I definitely think uh, he is going to scoop that Heisman hardware here uh, coming up very shortly. Uh, and, you know, Alabama's offense kind of looked, you know, like they could do whatever they want basically at this point in time they didn't score uh in the fourth quarter but they had touchdowns basically two in the first uh one in the second one in the third so i think you know they can basically score when they want to it's more the fact that notre dame basically couldn't keep up with them so we did see you know the underplay out because of that fact but um this was a spot where if you had alabama 19 and a half maybe you're just a little bit disappointed uh but you know when our green line model kind of leans towards the under and you know doesn't really have a play on such a widespread it is probably likely that you know that you know that underdog is probably going to cover that widespread especially if that game goes under so it's really difficult to cover a widespread um you know when we see the under kind of lean even if it is a high price that we did see on this first matchup here but you know the second matchup ohio state at clemson obviously clemson seven and a half point favorite all week uh ohio state plus 260 on the money line actually came through basically dominated the whole game we had you know a great performance from justin fields Got a little banged up halfway through. Obviously, there was, you know, the targeting situation call. Some people were angry about. Some people thought it was justified. Uh, that's neither here nor there. But some of those situations obviously have impacts on games. But I do think that uh, Ohio State definitely looked like the better team throughout uh, and basically every facet of play. And it was kind of led by Justin Fields, who uh, performed really well. Trey Sermon, 31 carries, 193 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Justin Fields was, you know, nearly perfect. Six touchdown passes, 22 of 28. 385 yards so it was one of the games that you know he had to be on I think he missed maybe one deep shot to Chris Olave earlier early in the game uh, hit him late in the game for a couple deep throws so there was not too much to uh, take away from Justin Fields uh, as far as you know a negative performance it was definitely his best performance of the year and you know Ohio State kind of looks like national title contenders and they have the opportunity to play Alabama coming up here we did have an 11 point uh, look ahead line before the college football playoff semifinals happen We've seen more of an opening number between seven and a half and seven. Um, I do think, you know, anything before a touchdown spread, if you're at, you know, six and a half for Alabama, I would probably potentially lean towards that side, seven and a half. Uh, I would probably lean towards Ohio State, but that's kind of, you know, the spot that we would potentially expect, you know, the number to get to. So I think seven's probably the most efficient number there. Um, but if you're seeing a little bit of discrepancy on the opening number, I definitely think that you could probably uh, play it to either side of that touchdown spread. Obviously, Alabama, um, you know, is still going to be a heavy, significant favorite, even with what Justin Fields showed here. Um, but, you know, Mac Jones, Devonta Smith are just, you know, playing at a different level at the 
this point in time, especially coming back to what we saw you know, last year. I think that the narrative is going to be that Alabama is definitely the better team and probably going to be able to perform, uh, you know, and kind of blow out Ohio State, but we'll see how it actually plays out. I do think Justin Fields obviously, you know, convinced some people that have been doubting him all year in this in this semifinal game. I think that could potentially continue as well. Um, so I think it's going to be one of, you know, a national championship potentially for the ages here in 2020 to wrap it up. So um, it's going to be a lot of fun here, but we do have four games coming up here on our Saturday slate. Today we have NC State, Kentucky. Uh, it's basically held at a minus two and a half point spread all week. 49 and a half point total. Probably not a lot of value on that number. It is pretty low basically with what we'd see um, you know, in college football normally. Obviously these defenses uh, are decent. We have Kentucky basically 31st overall in our FBS opponent is just a defensive grades. North Carolina State has been a little further back there in the bottom half of the FBS, but they are a team that uh, for some reason our model has kind of liked uh, on the under for a lot of situations. So thankfully we're not really playing towards the under, but they do seem to have, you know, a lower pass at your, or a lower average offensive of snaps than what we typically see. So we'll see. Kentucky obviously loves to run the football. 56% uh, of their offensive plays are run play, so they get off obviously a lot lower offensive offensive snap you know percentage of what we normally see in a typical game. So a uh, few reasons for why we probably lean towards the under, um, but I still kind of like Kentucky here. I think we're going to see a combination of different quarterbacks. I think Terry Wilson will start. Joey Gatewood's uh, going to get some snaps at well, and we could see Bo Ellis actually get um, some play here as well for Kentucky at the quarterback position, Bo Allen. So we'll see, you know, a trio of Kentucky quarterbacks playing here, um, but I think Terry Wilson will still probably take the majority of snaps. Um, I think that Kentucky's probably a better team in every facet of play outside of the quarterback position. Uh, Bailey Hockman has been quite good filling in for Devin Leary um, at for North Carolina State, so I think um, but I think that's maybe the only advantage that North Carolina State has at this point in time. So I think Kentucky at minus two and a half is just a little bit too thin of a spread. I think they should probably be closer to, you know, a field goal or maybe a three and a half point favorite over uh, over North Carolina State based on where we have their ELO rankings and a number of other power ratings metrics. So I think Kentucky's probably the viable play here in this first matchup. Subscribe to PFF's Elite Annual Subscription using promo code ACTION to receive a year of Elite Subscription Access and one year of Action Pro Subscription Access for just $200. Action Pro is Action Network's premium subscription offering tailor-made to make avid and new betters better. This is a limited time offer that is currently only made available now through the Super Bowl, February 7th, 2020. This offer also only applies to first-time Elite Annual subscribers. We have Ole Miss, Indiana, uh, second game coming up here. It's going to be kicking off right around noon, 1230. Uh, we have a nine and a half point spread for the Hoosiers, uh, six, six and a half point total. I think you're probably leaning just a little bit towards the under at this point. Uh, obviously, Ole Miss is going to be without uh, Elijah Moore, their best offensive weapon. They're going to be missing a few other guys. Jacob Ely could potentially be sitting for um Ole Miss Rebels at the running back position. I think that's a spot we're probably going to get some more information here only during warm-ups. So it's, you know, probably not too significant to the spread, but it's probably definitely a viable, you know, 
bit bit of information that you're going to want to know for dfs if you're playing that or you know even prize picks or other opportunities here you know in some of these other player prop betting markets but back to the game old miss uh, obviously missing some top offensive players nine and a half point spread i'd still probably lean towards old miss but these are getting into kind of games where you need to be monitoring uh you know the late opt-out news and any information that you can get right before kickoff um obviously if you're you know betting at this late already you should probably be waiting until we actually get some understanding of who's going to be active or inactive or playing and how that's actually going to play and have an effect on the spread so um, i would probably lean towards uh old miss maybe if we get some more information late in the you know right before kickoff we could potentially see a plus 10 for them obviously they're a lot better at that price so i think you gotta wait do some line shopping here uh as we get towards kickoff oregon iowa state obviously um you know pac 12 big 12 matchup iowa state had a little bit of a disappointing performance in the big 12 championship game uh oregon looks at you know plus five spread here i think basically our elo rankings have these teams only separated by four points uh iowa state actually has the worst elo worst elo ranking in this matchup so we do have oregon at four you know four spots ahead of them i think the wrong team is potentially favored i wouldn't necessarily say that iowa state shouldn't be a three and a half point favorite but i do think five is probably just a little bit too wide so i would lean towards the ducks here uh covering the spread we do find just a little bit of value on them on the money line as well if you're at a plus 175 market uh we see the you know the win probability at just a little bit higher than what that break-even percentage is so i definitely think the ducks might be uh, a viable play basically coming up here in the midday saturday afternoon slate of games uh the nightcap basically we have texas a&m aggies North Carolina Tar Heels, obviously Texas A&M, uh, potentially that last team out of the college football playoffs. Maybe they should have been in. Maybe they have something to prove here. Uh, North Carolina doesn't really seem like they think that they have too much to prove at this point in time. Uh, we're getting a number of opt-outs, people sitting out. Michael Carter is sitting out. Javonta Williams is sitting out. Uh, you know, basically both heads of their dynamic running back unit are going to be sitting out. We have Dianami Brown, who's sitting out from their pass catching unit. So we're going to see a lot of Daz Newsome here. Uh, pretty uh, high total, 65 and a half point. Greenlight kind of leans towards the under on that. So maybe uh, from that perspective, if we get a little bit less points than what the market projects, uh, that could be a spot where North Carolina covers. Obviously, they're missing, you know, quite a few offensive player makers at their skill positions but they still have sam howell maybe this is an opportunity for him to you know or for north carolina basically to rely more on him not to have you know so much of the running attack happening uh and kind of relying on you know sam howell to make plays with his arm which could be you know an, an intriguing prospect for what their 2021 season actually looks like but uh their offense has been really good in general uh if we're comparing sec acc uh north carolina would be probably the second best offensive unit uh between the those two conferences outside of Alabama so I think that they can kind of score and potentially keep pace with the Aggies here on Saturday night um, but it's going to be a fun game but there's going to be you know maybe not as much scoring as we'd anticipate uh, that could be a spot that maybe you want to fade from a DFS perspective uh, of course we have you know the four game slate obviously offers uh, you know decent opportunities but that's basically the highest total that we've been looking at uh, for the four-game slate, uh, we have, you know, North Carolina, Kentucky sitting at closer to 49.5 point. Mississippi, Indiana, 66.5 points. So that's, you know, one point higher than the Texas A&M North Carolina game. Then we have Oregon, Iowa State probably being just a little bit under the radar at 58 point total. Uh, 
but that's you know the second closest spread that we're seeing and the closest spread of the three games that basically have a higher total than 50 so maybe that is a viable game stack opportunity if you're looking at Oregon Iowa State maybe we want to see Brock Purdy you know Charlie Collar, Xavier Hutchinson who is popping up on the DFS blow up model um, to potentially come through maybe that's a game stack opportunity of course uh, I think Texas A&M Kellen Mund will obviously be pretty popular and I think Daz Newsom uh, is potentially a must play from a DFS perspective uh, just for the fact that he's maybe going to be one of the only people you know that Sam Howell is used to actually playing with uh, so maybe he sees you know an up a significant bump up in his target projection, but we'll see how that actually plays out. So we got to talk about one more thing, prize picks. Uh, it's, you know, a lot of fun to play. Basically, it's a site that lets you parlay different fantasy performances um, to kind of create this bonus structure payout if your guys actually hit. If you use sign up using promo code PFF, uh, we can get you some free money to begin to make some of those bets with. A couple that I like coming up here on Saturday, Terry Wilson under 16.5 fantasy points. Uh, there are rumors, you know, we talked about it a little bit earlier we could see three different Kentucky quarterbacks I don't think he's guaranteed to see a full set of reps um, he could easily you know be out by halftime so I think him going under 16 and a half fantasy points is probably a viable play here I kind of fade um, you know potentially seeing some Joey Gatewood uh, coming in here and playing pretty well and maybe we'll get he'll get you know a few more of the drives and potentially you know Terry Wilson doesn't get too much playing time so that's a spot that I definitely like Jonathan Mingo over 9.5 fantasy points obviously there's going to be some targets that still need to be figured out among this you know Mississippi receiving unit I think I'd like Mingo to kind of emerge as that top target for Matt Carroll I think this game could potentially play over obviously uh Betty Mark is expected to be a pretty high-scoring game. So from that perspective, I think if he gets one uh, receiving touchdown, he's obviously going to get over this number. So I kind of like that to happen here um, on Saturday. So we'll see what actually happens. But we got you know some decent bets for you. Obviously, you need to be monitoring any of that late injury news if you you know going to be betting any of these bowl games at this point especially if you're not participating you know the national championship i do think that these four games uh, could have some injury related info that breaks right before uh kickoff that you're probably going to want to be aware of if you're going to be wagering any money on this point so make sure you're tuned in to the latest information and i appreciate you guys checking out the pff daily betting podcast